0: And I want to pray for everyone who would like prayer this morning. So in the, in the kind of chaos as it were of what we've just done let's try and still ourselves and I'm going to pray, and then we look at God's word and then we'll have cake, coffee and more of Jesus in the coffee room and just chill out together as well and be family out there. But let's just pray together shall we? in this place, I thank you for all the young people in this church. God we're so thankful that we're multi-generational here. I thank you so much, God, from the youngest through to the eldest, that we're one family. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you here this morning. And I pray, Lord God, as we think about it, we ask God, come. Rise up in us, Lord Jesus. And I pray this in your name, God. Amen. Amen. So we're just finishing this series looking at Romans chapter 8. We've called it Life in the Spirit. We spent a number of weeks and just a very short talk. I'm not going to do the whole thing. But it's just kind of summing up what we've looked at and where we've been at. And I want to just tell you a story about a, a man who entered a competition and he won a, a holiday of a lifetime on a cruise ship. Now, this guy didn't have much money, he didn't have many things. But he was so chuffed to go on this cruise ship that he went on the cruise ship. He was so excited, but he thought, look, I can't really afford any of the the food on the cruise ship. I can't afford to do any activities on the cruise ship. But I'm just so thankful to be on the ship at all and to be going somewhere. And so he went on the, the cruise ship and he took with him lots of cans of baked beans and some loaves of bread. And he thought, well, this will see me through and I'll just get through this cruise ship. And he, each day he'd walk around the ship and see people playing games and l- loving all the different activities on board. And then he'd walk past the restaurants and see people enjoying the most incredible feasts and food and the finest wine that they could have. And every day he'd walk past just longing for, for something more, something more than the baked beans and the, the bread, as it were, that he was eating on uh, through this cruise. And towards the end of the time, he'd run out of the baked beans and the bread and he went to see the captain of the ship and said, look, I've come on this cruise. I've won it and I've loved it, but, but I haven't really been eating uh, all the stuff because I've had my own baked beans and bread because that stuff wasn't for me. I couldn't afford it. And the captain said to him this. He said, I don't get it. This cruise ship is an all-inclusive cruise ship. Every single day you could have been enjoying the activity. Every single day you could have been in that restaurant enjoying the food and the finest wine, and yet you enjoyed your time on the cruise ship on baked beans and bread. And I don't know about you, but I think my life at times is like that. And I wonder if yours is too. You see, the moment you become a Christian, you get on the cruise ship, it's a done deal. You're going to heaven. You're secure, you're safe, you're eternally forgiven, you're held in the palm of the Father's hand. It is magnificent, it is done, it is finished. You're going there. But the reality is this, I've met far too many Christians, and I've been like this in my life, that have gone on the cruise ship and enjoyed baked beans and bread when there was far more on offer for them. And this Pentecost Sunday, I want to rise up in us, a hunger for more of God, that there's more of Him. There's more of him to experience, to walk into, to enjoy. It never goes beyond the book. Everything is in the Bible. We don't experience things that that, that isn't sort of explicitly there in a sense. That's the foundation. But walking with Jesus is about going deeper and deeper and deeper into grace. So on awakening you, is there a spiritual hunger in you? Is there a longing for more? Like the Apostle Paul said, I want to know the power of the resurrection. That wasn't him saying, I want to know it academically in here. He says, I want to know it experientially. I want to taste it. I want to feel it. I want to live in it in my life. And so I want to challenge you this morning, as I challenge myself. As someone lovely came up to me and said, have you been a Christian 40 years? And I thought, oh, bless him, I'm 42, so I could have been. But no, I wasn't. But my guess is many of us in this room may have been Christians decades or even months. I want to say, is there the hunger for God in your heart? than there once were. And so this morning, I want to say, is there a hunger for you?" you? See, the reality is this. When we're healthy, we hunger for things. When you're ill, naturally, you don't eat. And it's a sign of getting better when you can eat something and you have your appetite back. And it's the same in the spiritual. If you've lost your appetite for more of God, I'm sorry, but you're not as spiritually healthy as you think you are. If you're content and satisfied with where you're at, and there's nothing in you that longs for more, then you're not as spiritually healthy as you feel you could be. And so this morning, I just want to look at four quick things from Romans 8. And I'm literally just going to state them, and then we're going to see where God takes this. Four things that we see about life in the spirit that can be ours. The first thing is the indwelling spirit. And this is the truth we saw in verse 9, that that anyone who belongs to Christ has the Spirit of Christ in them. You cannot be a Christian without the Holy Spirit living in you. It's impossible. It's nonsensical. It's illogical. It just does not make sense. Whether you feel him or not, the moment you give your life to Jesus, you're a new creation. God himself lives in you. Done deal. So if you're a Christian here this morning, this is for you. I don't care how you feel or what you, how your life is at the moment. This talk is for you, the indwelling spirit. The second thing, though, is the identifying spirit. We saw that in verse 16, where Paul says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God. One of the wonderful, glorious things of the Holy Spirit that he does is that he burns in our hearts the truth that we're children of the king, that we're not to live an insecure life. We're to live knowing that we're safe and secure in the arms of our loving Father. And many of us are so used to this that that doesn't stir something in us when I say it. Many of us may be sat thinking, well, we should get on with it. How can we ever get on with it when we need to let this sink into our hearts again this morning? The Father's love for you. Have you lost sight of His love? That you're His child. It's true whether you feel it or not. But the Holy Spirit burns it in our hearts at times. His Spirit testifies with our spirit. That we're children of the King. Then thirdly, the invigorating Spirit. Verses 10 and 11, Paul writes, The Spirit is life because of righteousness. He transforms us from the inside out and makes us more like Jesus. Don't know about you, but I need that more and more in my life. I need the self-control. I need the patience. I need to be less snappy with Sean and the kids. I need to be more gracious I need to chill out at times. I need to know the joy of God. I'm not looking at Shang; She's probably nodding her head far vigorously as I'm saying this. But I'm saying it. If I say it here, don't you dare say you don't need it. If you come before God in any other way than on your knees saying, God, I desperately need you because I'm not yet perfect, you don't understand God and you definitely don't understand yourself. This morning, he wants to transform you and continue that journey that we're all on. Not one of us is better than anyone else in this place. We're all equal before the cross. And that's why it's called Amazing Grace. And we're on this journey. And there's different things that will be represented in this room of what that will look like for you. But I want to say to you, God has not finished with you yet. He will never abandon you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never give up on you. You're not finished work. You're a work in progress. So come and receive afresh. Say, God, I need you continue to do your work in me. And then the fourth thing. I told you it was really quick. This is my Pentecost Sunday gift for you. The immortalizing spirit. I love this so much. He just finishes with these verses. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord how can we not respond to that if we're Christians? Then with a deep sense of, God, thank you. Nothing can separate you. Nothing can separate you from the love that is in Christ Jesus. You're held in the palm of the Father's hand. And I'm sorry, but my dad's bigger than your dad. it's this kind of phrase for that. Because he's your dad in that sense. And he holds you and he secures you. And I just want to ask you, are you hungry this morning? I'm just going to finish there. You knew this, but are you hungry for it? Because what this town needs is a group of people radically sold out for God. They don't need churchgoers. They don't need academics. They don't need... Bible knowledge, oh, well, that's good, and you know me, I'm passionate about that. We teach the Bible here, we swim in the Bible here. What they need is people sold out for Jesus, sold out for each other, sold out for this town. And that doesn't mean you do loads and loads of stuff, but it does mean that in your workplace, in your families, with your mates, in the pub, in the coffee shops, wherever, you stand for Christ. And you let the Holy Spirit walk through it, work through you. So you hungry for God? This Pentecost Sunday, are you hungry for more of him? And so I want to just ask, and in a sense, this should be for everyone, but please, I'm not asking people to respond because they feel they have to. If this isn't you, that's absolutely fine. You're so welcome here. If this isn't for you, but think about that cruise ship that I started with, and at the risk of going on a bit longer than I was going to, but let's just go back to that cruise ship. There'll be some people in this room, you're not even in that ship. And this morning, you need to give your lives to Jesus. And if that's you, we'd love to talk to you afterwards and just walk that through with you about what that looks like so you can get in that boat and know where you're heading. There's some people that are in that boat, and if you're honest, you're living off baked beans and toast. When there's a feast, Jesus says, All who are thirsty, come to me, and I'll give you living waters. There are those of us who are in the boat. We feasted many years ago or many months ago or weeks ago. But if we're honest, we've lost sight of the feast and are starting to put up with the baked beans. There are those of us who are loving it. And I want to stir up in you. Don't ever lose the appetite. Don't ever lose the hunger for more. And so wherever we're at this morning, this is for you. And I want to pray for those who are in this place Who's saying I want more of God in my life, and I'm willing to follow wherever He takes me? And if that's you, just stand where you are, and I'll pray for you this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Just in kids, you just get involved if you want to get involved. More of God. Just begin to engage with him. Begin to speak out to him in your heart. Begin to say, God, I love you. I long for more of you. I need you. I want to move away from this season of just making do into this season of of abundance in you. Come, Holy Spirit. More of you, Lord. I don't know if one of the worship team wants to come up and just play as we just go into just time don't need all of you guys if no you guys stay there you can't